What is up, everyone? We are back of Shaping the Culture. We got amazing guests in the house today. Listen, this podcast episode has been in the works for years. Tell them. Let's go. Tell them. Listen, since the very beginning, I remember when you guys actually came out to Minnesota back in, was it 2017 or 2018? Dude, we went went to Best Buy and we we bought a a mic that day, I think. Yes, it was early on, very early on with Shaping the Culture. And we had talked about doing something then, but you know, God's timing always, always comes. Let's go. Finally, we're able to make it happen. We got some of my favorite people of all time with us today. We got... Uh, Loza and Esaias with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's yep. up, bro? These people I love dearly. Uh, these people mean a lot to me. I appreciate their wisdom. I appreciate their transparency. Uh, I go to them often. Their confidants. Uh, we work through things together. We got a group chat that's uh, A1, one of my favorite group chats. Lit. Highly confidential. Literally Highly. the most lit group chat ever. Highly confidential. Very <laughs> confidential. There's a lot of things that are said, a lot of things that are exposed there. Um, but I just genuinely enjoy that about them. Um, yeah, I love their story i love what god is doing in and through them um as a couple and individually god is doing some amazing things through both of them um and that's something i really appreciate about them is they are pursuing the lord um in everything that they do and they make a great uh team uh they are supportive of one another they care deeply about one another and we got we got a lot of great things coming ahead of you guys this episode, Loza and Asias, thanks once again for joining us. Thank hey, you man. for you having to, us. You don't gas up like that, bro. I know. We are excited to be on Shaping the Culture. Finally, it's been a long time coming. Um, Yo, can we? Can, can and we, we love. Like, can we? Yeah. Like, can we intro you real quick? Can we intro you real quick? Yeah, okay. I'm here for All it. Right. Can you give me a little? Can you give me a little beat? Like a beat. Uh, That's too much to ask of me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming in at. About five foot ten, he is a man of God, speaker, <laughs> podcaster, most of all, he's a good friend. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Ebenezer Abu and Julia. live right now it's like it's like 10 30 where we're at so we gotta we yeah. gotta baby sleeping we gotta keep it live we're here we gotta here. keep it live working her up after that yeah. introduction yeah. Like, oh, for sure well again we are we've been for those who've been following along with shaping the culture we've been talking about uh singleness and dating in the christian context and so we talked about why men are single we talked about why women are single and now we're going to talk about some other things pertaining uh the dating life which i'm really excited about but before we jump into that i think it would be beneficial for all of us to hear your guys's story um you guys have been married for three years now three years. The real question is, do you want the real story or Isaiah's is too fabricated? <laughs> There's two parts of the story. I've already, <laughs> made, I've already made up my mind before He's this about podcast to lie. started. We I'm going to get... let Loza run free with her version of everything. Just, every I'm, not even, I'm, I'm going to try my best not even to refute most of what she has Whatever. to say. Literally, every time someone asks me this question, I'm like, here we go again. This guy's about to introduce I'm not even going to do that today, so don't, they, even, don't even work. 
Um, so yeah, so Isaiah and I met, um, I wish I knew my years appropriately. Um, six years before we initially started dating, okay. um, we met at a winter conference uh, called Uprising, we like to call it an adult conference. It was really just a church conference up in the mountains. Um, yeah, we met then, and it was actually very platonic, right? We had met just as friends. Um, we both were dating different people at the time. We had come, you know, just to kind of seek the Lord during that time. So was, we really I didn't was, have I eyes was, for I was each single, other. but you I was... You were dating somebody. Uh, you were dating I, I somebody. I was kind of just, I was kind of out there, I think. I was kind of out there at the time. Dating. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, I was not necessarily... Whatever. I, 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 I was dating I somebody, and we you know, so they introduced us and we met and there wasn't anything there. Obviously he was a cool guy. Um, and then I think how many years passed, three or four years had passed. We'd never connected, nothing, nothing at all. And then, um, I started blogging. I was kind of in a transition between, um, college. I was about to graduate. I was in the season of like, I had just read Produced by Faith, the book by Devon Franklin. And I was transitioning into like what it meant to take faith moves. Um, and so in that process, you know, I felt inspired to start blogging and Isaiah had read one of my blogs and slid up in my Twitter DMs. And so I, I, I want to establish, I can't help myself. So from here on out, I don't want to disturb the conversation. If I feel like Rosa starts telling a lie, I'm not going to stop the comment. I'm just going to stop. Every time you hear me knock like this, that means something went left. Okay. Just, and we, we can circle back later. All right. It's so that's a little, little knock. You can, keep, you can keep going. Yeah. So he slid up in my Twitter DM. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you mean? Some of my Twitter DMs um, after I had tweeted about a blog called The Book of You. That was like literally my first blog post talking about how he was in a similar season. We connected. He asked me for my number. I gave him my email. He wanted to. <laughs> are you knocking, bro? I, I, I wasn't even trying to Why stop. Why are you knocking? I, just, I, just, I would love for you to continue. So then I gave him my email because I felt like that was a good next first step and then instead of that i think he said oh the conversation that we need to have stop it the conversation that we need to have is going to require more than 160 characters was back when twitter was like strict on their characters right and so i was like okay that's fine i'll give you my number and i accidentally gave him the wrong number and then i gave him the right number our first conversation lasted three hours i was like okay i can carry conversation and then the rest is history in the interest of time, I'm going to let that he person slide. And he proposed to me a year later. and A year later. That's actually okay, okay. not required. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Huh? That wasn't that's cool. No, that wasn't. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, it's that, 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 that story is about 90% true. Um, yeah, I don't refute that. So Where's the line, brother? Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> what I'll add is that uh, when we first met the very first time, um, like years before, I was in a totally different space. I feel like this is an important part of the story. Yeah. Yes, she was dating someone. I don't think I was at the time. But more importantly, the place I was in my life was really not in line with my walk with the Lord in the way it was when we reconnected later. And I think that's an integral part of the story, uh, which, you know, would have never, even if we were both single at that time, it would have never made sense. Yeah. You know, I wasn't in the right place to even connect with her in that way. Yeah. Um, but when we did reconnect, my eyes for her kind of opened up in a more meaningful way mm -hmm. because of where we just both happened to be at that time. And what really helped is that, like she mentioned, she had read Devon's book, I had read Devon's book. It really 
influenced kind of faith moves that we were making at the time. And we kind of were making parallel faith moves, which, which is why when I read her blog post, it kind of like made me recognize the importance or the significance of what she was doing. And that did birth our story. Now where things, where things were a little bit more muddy that she didn't really talk about was the fact that she expressed her feelings for me <laughs> out of thin air when I wasn't trying to necessarily talk about those things. Serious? Um, don't worry about that. We can, we can dive in deeper if you like. Um, <laughs> and another thing that she did, which she likes to, I'm gonna just get ahead of it. She also told me that she loved me before I said, Oh, on accident, bro. And but we can get we can get back we can get back to that. We can. Uh, okay. I want, I want to put out all the all the laundry off the rip. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. So you guys uh, meet um, six years before y'all started dating. Y'all got reconnected in the same place in life. Um, started to talk. Was there a spark? between you two initially or what what do you think kind of drew can we can we define can we define some like can we give us some working definitions like what do you mean by spark so i actually asked that question to a bunch of people what they just so we can all spark. speak the same language today so actually on instagram i asked the question what do you guys define as the spark right so a lot of people said number one it's the vibe um but he used a lot of different verbiage, right? It's a vibe, energy, chemistry, gut feeling, aura. Um, some people said that the spark was like seeing someone's personality. Another person said seeing whether or not a spark was there was like their confidence. You know, either they had like good effort or um, a strong sense of themselves. I think for me, um, if I had to define spark for myself, the first thing I probably would have said was. Um, looks and intrigue mm. um and isaiah thinks this is disputable but i'm talking about stop it i'm talking about myself yeah isaiah was not Bro, she's going off the cuff about to go off i'm the not cuff right I, now. I i and i i'll be very honest when i say isaiah was not my cup of tea Maybe nobody believes you <laughs> it's because, not one person it's because he loves himself you. so much that he refuses to believe that he oh, is not man, someone's bro. cup of tea so naturally, like I have a, you know, when it comes to looks, like, you know, Isaiah is a charming guy. He's, a, you know, he, he's a good-looking guy. But naturally, before when I, before Isaiah came into my life, the look that I went for was a lot different than, um, than Isaiah's. Um, and so, detail. I was like into like Hispanic, Dominican kind of like energy. So my eyes were kind of close to like Abasha guys, or even if I did entertain Abasha, it wasn't, I don't know. I just was not fully like, oh, here's my husband. He's coming packaged to me right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but what I can say was there was intrigue. And I think intrigue was like my definition of probably like, okay, um, the fact that this guy is, uh, rolling up in my Twitter DMs asking me actually that's very true because I always because I always say I, I thought it was fascinating that this guy read my blogs and not a lot of guys do that so mm. his interest kind of intrigued me yeah. so I was like okay this is kind of different than what I'm used to so I was kind of a little bit more open despite you know um, me not going directly for like oh you know this is the guy that looks exactly like my husband you know what I mean yeah. um and I know good and well. He's lying right now, bro. Like, <laughs> I was not his cup of tea either. Tell the <sighs> truth, baby. 
You know, man. Tell the truth. Um, I was not what he looks for. You know, my story is that I, you know, like Isaac and Rebecca, when I saw my wife, <laughs> it was very clear to me. He's you know, lying no to you guys. It was no his uncertainty. His spirit must have told him later on. But Something just visually. felt right. No, I mean. Uh, what um, do you define as a spark for yourself? Uh, the spark for me. So, like, there has to be a reason why you know, someone catches your attention for one reason or another. I think where a lot of us, and by us I mean dudes, um, maybe sell ourselves short is that we limit the spark to just purely aesthetic, you know, like purely the physical. And that is, that is an important part of it. Um, but I think there are so many other things that can, can kind of captivate and kind of initiate that spark, which was definitely the case in our sense. Like, yeah. Yes, Loza is a beautiful woman, and that was that was an important piece of it. But what really like captivated my attention was that she was going through a similar faith move at the time, and I just thought it was like more than coincidental that you know we were making huge life changes as a byproduct of our being influenced by this book, and that just made the conversation really easy to get initiated. Um, and the more I like dug into her. You know, like in terms of like, look, like talking to her and, and learning things about her. Um, but uh, you're talking about the initials. Yeah, the initials. As to why. How, when did you talk to him? Um, no, he, the, the blog, the blog post was, the, was what I'm talking about. Like the, the kind of the mental. Hearing my voice online. The, yeah, like what you were going through through your, your fake move process. Um, yeah. And then also like, again, like the looks aspect. You were, you're a beautiful woman. So like that was also didn't hurt. Um, Oh, the other thing, which was really important for me, which I almost forgot this, um, what really kind of like captured my attention was that I, I can't remember what I saw first, but like on Twitter, I can't remember if it was before I saw your blog post or after, I noticed that she was like constantly like tweeting out encouraging things to people. Mm -hmm. And I know what she's about to say right now. What? I didn't know what he was going to say. But that's you need to relax, girl. She is, she's on edge. Like, hey, everybody, she is on edge right now. You need to, like, just lean back. You're good. You're good. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, you know, I noticed that she was, like, someone that encouraged people. And, like, I consider myself an encourager as well. So it's, like, kind of something that I felt like we were like and kind in that sense. And I was drawn to that. And I encouraged the fact that she was an encourager. And um, it kind of just, organically kind of continued to evolve from there and um which yeah. means if i weren't online you probably would have never seen me for sure i would not have yeah so let me ask you guys this <clears throat> if you guys didn't um have that spark whatever like for loza it was intrigue and attraction for size she was attractive um she was an encourager uh her blogs if that didn't exist um, do you think you guys would have ended up together, end up together? Well, I mean, like, what other basis do people have for getting together? You know, like, yeah. there has to be, like, I forgot who, who we talking, we, we, I think we might have been talking about this, with somebody, but it's like, just the mere fact that we are all Christians is like, not, I don't know if that's enough. It's like, not. <laughs> there's so many of us, so it's just, it's not, it's not as like, basic as saying okay here are two able you know two body -bodied two people Christians. just get together and there's no other considerations i think god's more intentional about that grant and it
in a soulmate situation where there's only one person for one person, which I know definitely disturbs my my wife. Um, he's not my either. <laughs> relax. Um, but but like you know, I do think all those things are important in yeah. how and why we engage with each other. Like, it, I, I can't even I can't even fathom what that would look like otherwise. You know, like am I am I understanding your question right? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I think, yeah, I think that. I don't know. I think the next question we have to ask ourselves is like, does a spark have to exist for intentional dating? Yeah, chemistry should be there. You should connect. Should the spark be there when willing to sit down with someone for a cup of coffee? Mm, I think the baseline fact that someone is a Christian and the fact that they are willing to ask, I've found myself in positions where I, outside of Isaiah's, have sat down with people for coffee if yeah. they ask, you know what I mean? Like, and that may or may not be whether or not there's a spark there. The fact that they, their intention alone has been a quote unquote spark. The fact that they're confident enough to approach me, the fact that they're willing to ask me, you know, I, I think that baseline, if I know you're a believer, why not? Like, who knows if something could result I don't know, if you, I don't know if you fully believe that. I've done it. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't know if you fully believe that. I, you gonna... have, I think it's different from guys and girls. Guys are the ones that are pursuing and asking. So clearly, there has to be something that's no. flagging for you, saying, hey, let me reach out to this Even girl. Even for you, I'm saying, I'm sure there's, there's some kind of, like, process Is that you're going fruitful? through. I think for myself, even the baseline, like, are we believers? No, that's... okay, but I'll give you another example. Age. I'm sure age is one. You're not going to, you, you, like, if you are. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to sit down with no 50 year <laughs> No, that's what I'm like, saying. It's not that right, simple. Right, so let's right. talk about it. Let's and, talk yeah, I'm not going to sit down with no 50 year old. And if there was no intrigue and attraction, would you have, uh, yeah, would you have let Isaiah take you out? That's a good question. I think that. Because that was hard for you, right? Yeah. And I think generally, you know, not all of the puzzle pieces have to be there. I think at least if one of some is there, then that's worthwhile. So I think if either the intrigue was there and maybe the looks weren't there, again, like I said, I've done that. I've sat down with people that I initially was not attracted to. Um, and while Isaiah's I was more attracted to, he also wasn't my quote unquote image of what my husband looked like. I stop it. <laughs> I actually sat, you know, I would sit down, I sat down with him or we had that conversation. Um, and then also, if it was looks, I definitely would probably sit down with someone. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't sure where um, you going with that. But, <laughs> but I think very quickly when the looks are there, if intrigue is not there, I can sift through that a lot quicker. So I think, just to expand on that, I think something that I've observed uh, in some of our conversations is that people are just so quick off the bat to you know, exclude the possibility of sitting down because they are making so many assessments from a distance. Now, yeah. the reality is no one is advocating for people to end up or get with someone they don't feel an attraction, a vibe or whatever mm -hmm. with, but I'm saying sometimes it takes you kind of sitting up close yeah. and having a conversation or maybe peeling back a layer or two to really get a sense of who somebody really is. Because otherwise, you sell yourself short from not even really getting a true sense of what's going on because you like made your judgment call from like 50 feet away. Oh yeah, 
via social media. A lot of people are seeing like people's online presence and like that's not someone's personality. Yes, while they probably take the pictures or whatever. Don't take good pictures. Because it works both ways. Yeah, like they very well could be a good person. So why do you think we put a heavy emphasis on um, finding a spark via social media or online dating? I mean, that's the world we're actually headed in right now is what's their what's their instagram page looking like what what's their twitter looking like um what's their linkedin looking like right there's you know if you're on different dating apps it's 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 just primarily your uh physical looks or what have you but a lot of the times like even now a lot of people are getting asked out on dates online and so a lot of where the spark happens today is online so how should we navigate those spaces because it is hard to see who somebody truly is online. And even for me speaking as a a pastor and a podcaster, that can either help or hurt because uh, based on people's preconceived notions or their experiences in the church or their experiences uh, in real life, they can put an image on you that might not even be your reality, but because of the name or the title, they run with it. And so, um, yeah, how do you, how do we navigate that? I mean, this is you know, I, I low-key miss the days where, you know, you uh, acquire the spark in person, but now, you know, a lot of it is happening online. That's just where the yeah. date world has kind of so, changed. I'll say, again, going based off of a poll. So on Instagram, I did ask a poll, like, if that spark is not initially there, how likely are you to sit down with somebody for a cup of coffee, right? And so out of like 600 plus response 630 responses the results are actually 50 50 50 percent of the women said no they would not sit down 50 percent of the women said yes if that spark was there let's say assume for the 50 percent you know percent that said um that they would when i asked well what do you define as a spark the number one answer yeah while it was energy while it was chemistry gut feeling the second one was personality and i just thought it was really interesting because i was like um, I mean, how much of a person's personality or, you know, vibe can you get from an online presence? And I think that's where a lot of the, I don't know, the disconnect happens is because online reality and in-person reality are two very different things, two very different things. You know what I mean? Um, while your online personality should reflect a lot of who you are and you should post for, you know, like very honest reasons, um, it makes it tough to navigate and to filter through who's being real, who's not being real. And so, um, I don't know. I think that that is something that should be taken into account when people are just saying, Oh, well, you know, this person's online presence or they don't have enough followers or let's whatever the case may be. Like, I don't like their vibe online. I'm not even willing to sit down or the way that they slid up in my DMS. It's just like, how much are we really giving each other a chance? Well, you know I think I mean? the reality is that can only ever be a starting point, right? Like your online presence, your online persona can, like you said, maybe give somebody a reason to open up the door for further conversation. But eventually, yeah. it's going to have to result in you guys assessing things in reality. Like, you know, I, mean, I guess catfishing is a thing, but like we're talking about people actually engaging with each other after the initial you know kind of spark comes from an online presence i think the converse which maybe we should think about is how about for the people who aren't given that initial shot because their online persona isn't reflective of like what they would have hoped or maybe doesn't really clearly you know show 
who they really are. Like maybe this person's super cool in person, but like isn't really online like that. So like their there presence isn't really, people, yeah, you know what I mean? You know, so you might sell yourself short for something like that. So, you know, to that, I would say maybe, you know, it's worth being a little bit more open-minded to give somebody a shot that, you know, you can't assess clearly from a distance because your online presence profile, all that is only a starting point and might not even be a clear yeah. starting point. One thing I also will add is what I appreciate the online, you know, the online reality or the online realm for is giving us, it, I, we've discussed this easy, like it's a double-edged sword, giving us access to a greater amount of people than we do in our immediate circle, in our immediate world, you know what I mean? And so while that said, it should also not keep you from being more closed off because you're worried that someone's sliding up in your DM after you've already prejudged them, you know what I mean? Um, if it were not for Twitter, Isaiah said, I, I would not have fallen into his radar. Like that would not have happened. And I'm grateful that it did. It made us, you know, kind of fall into the same, yeah, fall into each other's radar and be aware of each other and go from there. You know what I mean? So. I think it's a net positive overall. Um, where it could be stifling is, I mean, there's plenty of ways it could be stifling, but overall it's, I think, a net positive, I, I would yeah. say. For sure, for sure. Well, let's kind of like transition here. What if um, there was an initial spark, right? There was or was not. Huh? There was or was not? There was, there was. Okay. But as time went on, that spark dwindled. However, the person is amazing, either a woman or a man of God, has great character. Um, yeah, just even personality is amazing but there isn't just that spark anymore. What would you say to that couple or what would you say to those that are finding themselves in that predicament? What's the basis of your relationship? Yeah, yeah. I can't tell, I can't tell if it's our internet or, or what, but like you keep cutting out, sorry. Yeah. Um, say that again? Yeah. What you said, you said, what's the basis of your relationship? Yeah, so like no, no solid or meaningful relationship can, can endure just based off of a spark. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think the spark is, a, is an entryway, but like it needs to be founded on something more meaningful after that initial kind of, you know, introduction. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think any relationship that is sustaining itself off of like this initial vibe, yeah, of course, it's going to cool off at some point. Like, you know, things are, you can't, it's not always going to be like the same feeling, but that's why your relationship has to be rooted in something, you know, deeper yeah. in order for it to sustain the trials that will inevitably come, you know? Yeah. While that said, I still think, cause I'm thinking of like people that you get rooted, you have a solid foundation, but I think chemistry is an important thing. And maybe like you might have the initial spark you get in the relationship or you try, you start dating, you determine whether or not this person works or fits you. And then you come to realize that, I don't know, this, this isn't the best for you. Like while it's basic and yes, while it's company and it's a good person, does this person make you better? I think other, these other questions kind of come into um, question. Um, and should not be dismissed. You know what I mean? Like, I, that, that's how, probably how I would define like the vibe or the energy or chemistry, gut feeling. If you're not feeling like you're lucky to be with this person, again, this is like 
Thanks. You're just trying to get a hot conversation. Siri wasn't feeling that. Um, Yeah, I think it becomes challenging. Again, this opens up a whole Pandora's box when it comes to like. Can I push back on that? Discussing, yeah. So what I would say to that is, if you felt the vibe in the first place, then like, why are we saying that the vibe that you felt in the first place is no longer valid? Correct. Like, if you felt it once, doesn't that mean that there is the capacity for like chemistry? Like, maybe, for example, if I saw some, thought someone was in, intriguing, mm-hmm. and then we start talking, and I realize they're a solid Christian, and then we, you know, kind of, which I've, I've been to that place. Like, they're a solid Christian. We look good on paper. We start dating. Then the intrigue just kind of disappears as I realize we actually don't vibe like that. We don't connect on that level. Did, you ever, did you ever connect on that level? I think maybe in the beginning, in an effort to figure each other out, yeah. And then you get to a place where you're like, mm, actually, we don't vibe like that. We don't connect. I think it's okay to close that chapter and move on. But I think the thing is just making sure it's not just about a feeling. You know, it has to be more than that. So when it comes to, like, chemistry, do we connect? Are we aligned? Do we agree on a lot of things in life? Those are different than do they make me feel special? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think you can't go based off of a feeling because feelings are fleeting and you can't rely on that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's why I want to ask the question. If it, let's say the intrigue or the spark um, dwindles, does that mean um, a lot of what we based our initial spark on was a projection um, of who the person could be versus who they actually were? Um, mm-hmm. Over who that person actually is or who we want them to be you know like that's kind of like oh, bro i'm sorry i don't think we were ready for this bro we'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like when i'm thinking about the spark i'm thinking man i think it's really subjective because a lot of us have you know our yeah emotional intelligence aren't a different our, there's a spectrum right and then our expectations look different depending on our past our hurts look different depending on our past um, what we expect from the opposite sex let alone that individual can vary depending on our past and so how much of who the person we're interacting with are we actually excited about mm, that's real first and foremost uh what i would like to advocate for is everyone to get therapy okay Um, no seriously because i mean we 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 for example take their we're in therapy together for marriage counseling and part of why i say that is because we need to have a clear sense of you know who we are past the layers and how that informs the way in which we interact with each other so to your point i think we're very capable of projecting things so you know we kind of you know sell ourselves short or maybe shoot ourselves in the foot trying to engage a meaningful relationship when we don't realize all the handicaps that we have along the way you know so um i think to your point yeah all those things are very very possible we're very capable of those things which is why we need to be as whole as possible and try to be as aware of all the things that maybe we're coming into the relationship with because those things will inevitably you know play a role so that when they do start happening we can call them out for what they are Mm -hmm. and we can also be aware of you know maybe maybe we're like uh, not only are we projecting but maybe we're using a defense mechanism maybe we've never been this close to somebody before so we start pushing them away and we start blaming it on other things 
you know, things that, you know, we might rationalize for ourselves to say, hey, this is the other person doing these things. But in reality, it could be a form of self-sabotage or whatever the case might be, you know, so the heart is deceitful, the very deceitful among above all else, you know, so um, that's my immediate thought. Yeah, I also think it's very important to be, again, therapy helps that, but the importance of self-awareness is important because, and making sure that, again, taking this back to the online platform, who you're projecting yourself to be aligns with who you actually are. You can't fault somebody for not connecting with the real you if you're not the real you online or you're not the real you to yourself. You know what I mean? So um, I think self-awareness, self-confidence comes in just owning up to yourself. That way, when you're dealing with another person, it's two real people dealing with each other. You know what I mean? Versus... Well, you, your image versus my image and then people just getting lost in that yeah yeah so good so good so i got a personal question for you guys do you guys remember when the spark started to fade in your relationship right. it ain't never faded bro <laughs> what are you talking about it's a setup well alive it ain't never faded um well it, had, it never has Yo, well, you no, so, that he's exaggerating. No, I mean, like, I, I'll speak for myself. I, you know, I am still deeply in love with Loza. And, Aww, that's so nice. <laughs> and, like, there are random moments where, like, it, 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 it manifests itself in different ways. Like, whether it's seeing Loza with Sela or... You know, just remembering, Sayla's our daughter, by the way, for, for those who don't know. Um, yeah. Or, you know, just like seeing the different things that Loza does to, you know, try to, you know, do something for our family or whatever it is that like all the different things that I've seen in her from the very beginning that made me fall in love with her in the first place. When I see different glimpses of that in different parts of our life, it just always brings me back and it kind of like kind of motivates or inspires that, that initial sense. Yeah. But yeah, at the same time, yeah, you know, as we continue on in our relationship, sometimes we do have a tendency to, you know, let things kind of become, you know, a little mundane. bit more mundane or, you know, feel like, like everyday life. And um, remind me of what the initial question is before I veer off too far off track. Do you feel like you can, uh, you might lose the spark in our relationship? Do I feel like we can lose it? Or have we lost it, right? Yeah, he has lost, and it's so. So like, yeah. So like, it's not. I don't feel like the same. I, the, the level of butterflies that I felt like when I would first like go visit Loza, or she would come visit me, or like we first started dating. It's not like that on a day to day basis, you know. So I don't know. If if we talk about we measure spark by that, by that like measurement. No, it's like not the, the chemistry, same. The vibe. But like our, but we still have fun every single day. Like we. We make each other laugh every single day. We also fight regularly, you know, but that's like, that's like a, that's a part of like the growth and the ups and downs of relationship. I think it would be super weird if like, you know, two married people were just kind of floating around on cloud nine every single day. Like, I think part of what it means to grow and mature and to, you know, really do life together is to experience the ups and the downs and every range of experience and emotion um yeah so i think that again if you make the spark about a feeling feelings are fleeting you know what i mean butterflies are not consistent 
Sometimes it's a slow burn of a love that we have for one another, a deep understanding, a sacrificial love in certain seasons, you know what I mean? That we are cognizant of. Um, but I think that that's to that. I put so much weight on just sparks being there because at the end of the day, whether it's not even, even like some of the comments that people said, like it, whether it's a vibe or an energy, the second thing they said was a personality. Personalities even change, you know? When you're going through, I remember T.D. Jakes had once said that like, even him pursuing his wife, he can never have pursued her fully because at every single moment, she's a different person. She's a different person in this moment than she was the second before that. Loza in motherhood, Loza in, Loza in labor, Loza in motherhood, Loza in motherhood plus one day, Loza in motherhood plus two days. I'm a different person at all times, you know? And while <laughs> I'm not you know, advocating for like multiple personalities, I'm saying that we change, we're human. There are ebbs and flows to the complexities of humanity that when you choose your person, you're saying, I'm willing to ride with that, I'm willing to rock with that. So you can't, um, you can't base it all on a, a quote unquote spark. Um, yeah, again, while it's great for like the dating to catch someone's interest initially, it, there might be even certain seasons where like I said, looks and intrigue, some days like looks wise, I'm looking bummy bro and he's looking bummy and it's not the same. That's <laughs> not to speak for yourself. There are days you look bummy too. Or days that, you know, in terms of intrigue that I, you know, I, while I'm always interested in Isaiah's, there are moments where, you know, you become sometimes selfish and like consumed in yourself. And I don't know, again, things change and you have to give room for that. So, um, yeah, that's what and I know. And I know, easy. we talked about this briefly too, but I think there is some kind of like uh, mischaracterization of, of like what relationships are like when we look at, like the rom-coms and all these different things that just, you know, project what relationships are supposed to look like when in reality, this is just like a one hour, 30 minute movie that's given us a highlight reel mm -hmm. of like, yeah. you know, they're, they're coming together. And I, I don't know, I feel like that can also kind of like color people's expectations off like what things are supposed to look like. Yeah. That being said, I really, I actually really like you. Not I only like I love you, you I, li I really do Aww. like you. So I enjoy being around her and we have a lot of fun together but <laughs> but you know it's like i don't, I don't want to paint a, a picture as as if like things are always supposed to be rosy because obviously they're not you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like you gotta you gotta be into the person that you're with but it's like not always gonna be like yeah. floating on cloud yeah. nine yeah that's good for sure i think this speaks to what you were saying earlier about um building a relationship on something else something more uh stable something that's a bit more stronger um why do you think that you know we get surprised then when we either are further along in the dating relationship or let's say we get married and the spark isn't the floating on cloud nine and you're just kind of left there thinking what did i get myself into why do you do you guys think we're building our relationships on something that isn't foundational um yeah even when we when we think about it when we think through what we even um look for in that initial um spark it, it's not necessarily for the most part foundational or mm -hmm. uh, important to what makes a relationship work and what makes a re uh, relationship thrive um how do we get to that place where we say okay this is dope this is great but i want to look for something that will help um me in the purpose that god has for me 
I wanted to look for something that will encourage me to serve and lay my life down for my partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to look for something that will help me um, grow with my partner, someone that will um, help me see a side of God that I've never seen before. Like all these other, I mean, there's, we can go on and on about relational mm-hmm. stuff, but um, do you guys believe that we're building relationships on things that aren't foundational and maybe that's bleeding into our initial um, dilemma with why we're not sitting down and grab coffee with someone. Yeah, that's good. Sure. (laughs) Man, I think like, I feel like there's like somewhat of a dilemma, you know what I'm saying? I think, again, we're we're talking about this from from the context of like Christian relationships, right? So the assumption is that, you know, everybody is intentional. They have pure motives and we're working towards the same thing. Mm-hmm. right that's that's one assumption okay sometimes there's a misalignment of those intentions maybe both people aren't completely on the same page yeah. in the same way that you know one person is yeah but is i feel like sometimes when we're first kind of entering in this space trying to assess things with these intentions Sometimes people come in with a little hot with like, you know, what the expectation is like, just because you entered into this space of like, oh, let me see what's going on here. Now we've all of a sudden drifted into, oh, we are putting all this weight on us and where this is going. I feel like it's difficult. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I feel like it's difficult. I feel like it's difficult to, in in the Christian context, to date intentionally without putting so much pressure. As in marriage. Yeah. Correct. I don't want to say the M word like that. So hot. <laughs> but you know, I feel like it's I feel like it's difficult because if people want to be intentional, but at the same time, you're so sometimes you're so intentional that like you miss out. You scare you you can scare the whole operation because if we're getting a little too you know what I'm saying? We're getting yeah. a little too uh, you know we're a little too gung-ho about where this is going when right. I think we have to afford ourselves some freedom to say, hey, I would like to have coffee. But just because I had coffee doesn't mean I'm ready to get married. It just means like, I would love to see what's going on here. And then from that space, if something organically grows, amazing. And if it doesn't, it's also cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what, do you, what do you guys think plays into I don't know, Loza, if you on the poll got some answers to that. But what's that threat? Like, you know, why why is it that we take it so seriously where we, you know, ruin our chances of something beautiful? As to why they don't give people the shot? Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, so. the, the idea of taking it way too seriously. Um, but are there... Meaning, meaning like certain parties will be a little too motivated for marriage first type of thing or I don't have the exact details, but a lot of women did say that what determines whether or not they're willing to give you the shot. The number one answer was the approach, the pursuit, what that looks like. So if someone's coming on heavy handed and I feel like maybe it's generally the opposite, maybe they're coming on too heavy handed or they're coming off too light. Right. So they're coming on too heavy handed in that you're coming in like you're trying to wife me up and I'm just trying to figure you out. We ain't there yet, brother. You know what I mean? But, or you're coming at me and you're just someone did say that i, I want to read the exact response but they had said like um you're coming out me just to like ask rather than asking me out for a date you're just here to text and chit chat and chill like that approach alone will keep someone from 
um, not giving someone the shot. So either they're playing it too heavy and mm. talking about being a wife or playing it too light and treating me too casually when really the, balance, the, gold, the Goldilocks, Goldilocks that, that someone rope. said was, is someone being seeing how we're aligned and then are they intentional? That was an exact verbiage from someone. And I was like, that's actually really great. Like, is so can I see that this person's into pursuing me or trying to ask me to give them the shot because they think we're aligned and they're being very intentional in pursuing me, which is true. Cause even for me, the reason I, I maybe gave Isaiah the shot is, you know, I do kind of see that we're aligned and that the stuff he was tweeting from what I had vaguely remembered of him years prior. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, we can't win out here, folks. We can't win out here. Um, to also how intentional he was about, you know, like, hey, like, let's have this conversation on the phone or whatever. I think that that did matter. And I was willing to give him a shot versus someone being like, yo, you real cute. I think, I think maybe you the way, I mean? good way to put it is intentional. But You're my pressure. wife, which we've gotten some of those. Intentional, but low pressure. If that yeah, sense. intentional, low pressure. That's good. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to make it so high stakes, but it's like, I'm not just I'm like clearly feeling you casually. I'm like, I'm, I'm asking you for a reason, but it's like, yeah. it's also, I'm not trying to make this like life or death type of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, let me see. I wanted to read you guys some of the reasons. It's, it's, man, I, I even hear myself talking. And I was like, man, this is, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in the game anymore. You're you know right. Don't, don't play people glad like I'm that. I'm not in the game anymore. Oh, it's get... fun out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I just feel like it's a matter of just being intentional because don't make us that old. We were out here. I'm just, I'm just, just, no, uh, just I've recently. seen this multiple times. The game has changed. It's not what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can pull it up. So some of the, how do you, okay, so the question was, how do you decide to give someone a chance or not? So I'll just give you a brief rundown of a couple answers that we got. Yeah. It said, um, depends on the initial connection, um, when the first conversation flows easily, their approach, and if you think there is potential. Some people said, um, let me see, flow of conversations, following instincts. Someone says, I pray. Um, connection, intuition, um, what I tell you was, yeah, um, by the effort, you know. I don't um, see anything wrong with any of these answers. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, yeah. So a lot of it is, someone said intentionality, even in the initial friendship process. So a lot of what it is, uh, I wanted to read you the, um, the one that I thought was funny. Um, I do my pre-stock safety. <laughs> I'm not dating you if you follow booty models or have no male friends. Yeah, you heard that, gentlemen. <laughs> Unfollow the booty models. That's no place. People out here stalking, you know? <laughs> so okay. That's a pro tip. That's a pro it tip. It says their approach can make or break the deal and their reputation. So a lot of it is, yeah, really found in that initial, so initial pursuit. Yeah. We talked about this off air, but like like Asaya said there's nothing wrong with these answers I feel like this is pretty legit mm -hmm. the problem is I don't believe it <laughs> yeah. because if people were really moving like this there'll be a lot more dates going on a lot of more relationships I mean granted her poll was like 50 50. what the poll no that one that was a poll as to yeah that's true that's true the other poll that I had asked was if that spark is not there how likely are you to date someone or sit down for coffee and out of the 630 yeah it was 
50-50. 50% of them said they would. And probably the 50% that said they would are the ones that probably Dude, answered we, that next we had, question. We've had, like, we had multiple conversations with, with unnamed <laughs> women this week. Yeah. And I have been shocked. Yeah. And I mean shocked at how they have not been willing to at least give somebody a shot. I mean, some decent, you some decent brothers out here. Yeah. I'm like, yo, what is going on? Yeah, I wish I could say that that's just Isaiah's, but after watching Millionaire Matchmaker, I've just believed that I'm made to be someone's matchmaker, and I want them to name their future child out of me. So I'm very intentional about playing Cupid. I have a Rolodex of eligible, you know, women um, that I keep a log of and eligible bachelors and seeing how I can connect people. And even then, when I try to pair people up, a lot of the times it's very eligible guys that I'll see and I'll present the idea. And a lot of the times. I like how she just talked about this with a straight face and really trying to present mean? herself as a true matchmaker by matchmaker. profession. I am a true matchmaker. She's trying to get a Hit me show, up, folks. Bro. That is hilarious. <laughs> if you, if you need my assistance, hit me up. I've got, I've got a list going. Um, I even entertained the idea. I was like, I think we should just do it. An, I, I'm not in this an episode of The Bachelor and just or an episode of The Bachelorette and just get my whole Rolodex and just see if we can just start getting people to actually connect because I really think it's a problem about giving each other shots like mm -hmm. on both ends you know what I mean so I do agree with that part I think so, people need to be a little bit more uh, open because I think a lot of people are missing out because they just are taking it too seriously or taking too serious, it too light they're making assessments from a distance where they're not fully getting the picture yeah yeah you guys answered the question. I was about to just ask you guys, what do you think needs to happen? Um, and yeah. The episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> Hosted by Lozaeus, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm serious about that idea. So if you guys like that idea, hit me up. Let me know. Might see if you know. come through. Let me ask you this question, because I know you had, uh, you kind of had some conversations from the male perspective and the female perspective. Yeah. Um, do you feel like there's more reluctance, at least within like, the Christian community, do you feel like there's more reluctance on the side of men or women as it relates to giving other the other sex a shot in that sense? Yeah, you know, surprisingly enough, I think it happens on both sides equally. I think the men are as guilty as the women. Um, I think that I actually believe sometimes the men can be worse just because um, you know, we are inundated with options, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, you just, you always are thinking about what's next or who's, you know, who could possibly come your way. Not to say women don't do this either, um, but for me, I've just seen a lot of people pass up, a lot of men pass up on really dope women of God um, simply because they don't want to uh, lose um, their freedom or their um yeah maybe a relationship would be a threat to something better or what have you um but i've also seen it where i've had some sister friends who have overlooked a lot of dope um men of god um you know simply because you know and i and i kid you not like i know we joke around but something as simple as the dude's height you know what i'm saying like if he is under a specific height like it's just there's no go. And uh, yeah, I think we're both petty. I think men and women are both petty. And I think we're looking for Mr. or Mrs. Perfect 
And uh, I think uh, in one of the episodes, Fikru said something really deep where he said, you know, if we didn't have the option to get on a flight and go anywhere in the world, um, if our only community was the community that was in front of us in real life, I think there'd be a lot more relationships happening. But I really do think that what if something better comes along the way, um, holds us back from really um, giving people a chance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's the world that our parents came up in. Yeah. You know? the, the most technology our parents had was a pager. So they made it happen <laughs> with, you know, who was at, yeah. at their church or their neighborhood or, you know, their friend group. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's where it all happened. So. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a gift and, it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse. I was going to say that. And we're, we're, I mean, we're beneficiaries of, of that same technology we're talking about. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Well, well, also, yeah, that the fact that it is act, giving us access to so many people, yeah. why are there, le- you're right, le- less relationships happening. I feel like knowing that we have access to so many different, I don't know, so many different people from so many different corners of the world, we should be taking advantage of that rather than using that as a deterrence from, you know, making the connection, so. And I, and I think what that exposes is our idolatry. I think ultimately we're worshiping self in that. And we think that, um, you know, it's just like, what makes me the most happiest? What, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what gives me the most pleasure? What gives me the most satisfaction? Yeah. And you guys can probably speak to this better than I can, but marriage, you, you, you know, it, 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 is, it is happy, but in a lot of ways, the Lord uses it also for holiness. It's not necessarily... For sure. Maximum intention. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for me, even as a single guy, I think the temptation is to believe that who I marry will make my life better. And that's not necessarily always the case. I'm sure they'll make my life better in a lot of ways, but it'll also be a lot of death to self and a lot of sacrifices and a lot of um, laying down of my life and picking up my cross. And so um, yeah, I think we're just trying to serve ourselves and all of this. And I, yeah. and I, you know, I, all of us have talked about, you know, rom-coms. I know, Asias, you hinted at it just briefly. But I think, like, rom-coms in a lot of ways have hurt us. And it's painted a picture for us of a reality that, for the most part, doesn't exist. I mean, when you think about a movie, it's an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things that need to be uh, communicated within a movie. So you don't get the, the reality of everything that makes up a relationship. And so right. you get the yeah. highlights. And I think, you know, we, the classic line, we compare our highlights to mm-hmm. people's highlights to our lowlights and we end up depressed. And so I think part of the problem is we're not really realistic about what it is that a relationship entails and what it is that, is going to take on our behalf to make a fruitful uh, relationship happen. So Yeah. And I mean, I think, yeah, while I do believe that's true, I think there's a part of me that also believes in asking yourself, fundamentally, God's design for relationships, you're right, is for holiness. It's for making us better. And that's where some people will say, oh, well, it's opposites attract. Well, it might be two people. Isaiah and I are very similar. Um, but still the challenge of men and women were designed to sharpen each other. We're designed to bring out holiness with one another. And I think that in your choosing process, you have to be willing to say, this is a person I'm willing to go through that process with, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't think that, and I'll tell you back when I was in college, kind of comically, um, someone had like 
you know, not, this is why you have to be very careful about what you say. The Lord told me, I'm not here about that business, but someone that I actually respected was like, you know, um, the Lord spoke to me and so-and-so is your husband. Yeah. And your girl wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. But I was like, Lord, I was at a place where I was like, obedience over everything. And so I was like, if this is your will for me, God, I'm willing to do it. And so I literally entertained, you know, talking to this guy. We talked for a while. And I was like, Lord, this can't be the business. Like, this is not like all this process of working through things and like becoming holy is something that's promised. That's also the covenantal agreement that exists between a husband and a wife. In the dating realm, that's your place to pick and choose what works for you. Yeah. Once you enter into that covenant, then you're working that out. Yeah. But I was like, I don't think God designed it for us to be miserable as we're just lodging ourselves to somebody we don't connect to and saying, okay, I guess we can work at this holiness thing together. No, I think that there's a beauty in the fact that God gives us free will, that God gives us interests and things that make us come alive and things that make us joyful and finding someone that, you know, is purposed similarly to you, someone that's going to pursue the same things you're going to pursue, which should be the Lord. <laughs> someone that's going to, um, yeah, someone you can have fun with. I don't think there's any harm whatsoever in that. So I think that's why the dating process is so intentional. One, don't give it so much weight in that you're not working out the marriage things while you're dating. Let that be known. But while you're dating, it's also important to be intentional to ask yourself, could I see myself going through the trenches with this person? Like, is this someone that I could see that with? Um, and that should be where you make that decision from. So for sure. No, that's yeah. so good. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, I feel like we can stay on this topic for another hour. Honestly. Um, we won't do that. I wanted to ask you guys one last question. What advice would you give those in the dating world right now? Um, in light of everything we discussed, um, what, what's kind of on your guys' hearts, your minds? Like, what would be your encouragement to those that are dating? <clears throat> I'm just joking. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I will speak on behalf of dudes. Yeah. Um, That's a good good take yeah i <laughs> no actually i want to speak on behalf of all women okay, okay that's not work. um yeah man so like especially given the world that we live in where we have everything at our fingertips you know i've seen a lot of my my, my buddies you know even from college like you know just go through the process of like even finding a girl that they're really into and then only only to lose interest in a sense because they feel like there's something better out there for them. Mm -hmm. And that becomes like a very cyclical thing that eventually gets you nowhere, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I would suggest is to really understand fundamentally what it is at the core that you are really looking for in a partner. Mm -hmm. Understand what your values are, understand what your purpose is. So then Partner. Huh? ask if you actually are looking for a partner. Yeah, be versus... honest, even be honest about that. You know, yeah. like some people just aren't even there yet and that's totally fine too, that's important. Mm -hmm. But once you really understand where you're at and where you're coming from and what you stand for, then if you do find somebody who happens to be in alignment with those things, then it's, I think a, you, you give yourself a, a lot more of a, a better chance to start something meaningful with this person rather than just moving on again and again. You know, cause like we have to give, ourselves a basis for why we would move forward with one person versus another. So I think only when we understand our core values, what we are really, what our intention is, can we even have the shot of yeah. 
pursuing something meaningful. Otherwise, if we're kind of just like, you know, haphazardly going about the process, then why not, you know, start over and try something different yeah. again and again and thinking that you'll find what you're looking for when you're not even really sure in the first place. Yeah. What I'm actually curious, what would be your advice to women? I was totally joking. I'm really not here to speak on behalf of women. Ever. Not on behalf of and, women, but um, from what you see. Because women speak for themselves. There you go. That's PC. Kind of be PC. No, I, uh, okay. But so, like in terms of like all our sisters, all our cousins, all our friends out there, what would you? I would say your maintain name? your standards. Um, never, never give in in terms of like settling whatever you've established in your mind, you know, whatever that means for you. But at the same time, I would allow yourselves to be open to maybe giving a shot to a dude that you might have made preconceived uh, judgments about from a distance. Because I think you'd be surprised, like this whole idea of attraction that we talk about, mm -hmm. I think can really be misconstrued from a distance. Mm -hmm. Like once you kind of let someone close enough with some discernment, I think you might find that person actually attractive in a way that you never anticipated right. because of you finally have to have got a chance to have a conversation with them one-on-one -on -one and you're like oh actually this person's vibe is cool mm -hmm. you know i i never would have got that sense from a distance mm -hmm. and you know take it from there and if oh but then don't make don't put so much pressure on yourself to think that you owe this person anything because you don't mm -hmm. that's good good yeah, yeah. and then for myself, I would probably say three things. Number one, be yourself. Um, I think that it's so just, it's a disservice to yourself and to the other person to not be yourself because um, you won't know who you're dating nor will you know what you expect of yourself. So be yourself includes becoming self-aware, um, knowing yourself, knowing what you're looking for, being honest with yourself um, so that you can be honest with the next person. The second thing I would say for women is don't take it so seriously. Mm. Don't, don't. I mean, if you're putting that much weight on this dating process, you're just going to, you could potentially miss out. Like if I, again, like I said, Isaiah wasn't my initial cup of tea, but, um, and <laughs> see that what's great about this is I purposely didn't knock, but she knocked for me with her eyes. I didn't. So let's just do that. I, I, I was just waiting for him because I was so convinced. Was... It's PTSD, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, while that's the case, like I would have missed out on a good man. You know what I mean? Like had I just dismissed him. And I think there were other things too that like that played a fact a factor in it. And I think one thing that I had to learn very early on about myself and had to tell myself is don't take yourself you know like so seriously Loza. just let it flow see where this could lead see see what happens just build up and if anything at least a good friendship was built yeah. out of this you know what i mean and so as i continue to do that it just kept working out you know in a greater way and then more and more peace started coming so and then so that was the first thing first thing was like be um self-aware be yourself second thing was ladies don't take yourself so seriously don't don't put so much um intention or not intention but don't put so much pressure on yourself and the third thing is men put more intention be more serious ain't nobody asked for ain't nobody asked <laughs> i gotta do it either way for ladies lighten up and for men bring some weight to it you know what i mean so like there are a lot of there's dudes. so many yeah no but i will say there are so many eligible women and um, I think it's worthwhile, again, as women mentioned, the approach or the pursuit mattered a lot to them. So 
Look at the women that you feel like you align with and intentionally pursue them. Don't make this all about looks. Don't make it all about what you see online or their social media presence. Like if you're just going for, you know, for that, you might miss a quality woman. You know what I mean? You can have looks, but it takes the character of a woman to really, um, polish and to shine a man from behind the scenes you know what i mean and you're not always going to see that online so if you just want looks that's just a, tro a trophy wife or whatever whatever the case may be looks fade um but a woman fears the lord is to be praised so um yeah, yeah, in there <laughs> that's my proverbs 31 okay all right let's go yeah. that's awesome well you guys gave some great insight and some great wisdom uh, I'm going to be watching this over and over again, uh, just because there are so many good things that were said. Uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time. Y'all are brand new parents. You guys got a lot of things on your plate, but to make time for this podcast means a lot. And so thank you for gracing. Okay. I'm overdue, man. Yeah, we love it. We're waiting for a bunch of weddings. Invite us. We'll crash whether you <laughs> want us to crash or not. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for having us, Easy e Keep yeah. doing your thing. Y'all yeah, need man. to be we on love, the lookout hey, for this guy, doing, bro. Man. Like, up and he up, is bro. doing his thing. Up. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, family. I hope this blessed you. Hope this encouraged you. Until next time, uh, peace and grace. Peace, man.